This is Making Babies, a podcast all about pregnancy. Pregnancy can be such a confusing and anxious time when parents are completely focused on the health of the mother and baby. There are so many questions and so much to learn about all the recommendations and current trends in pregnancy and childbirth. We hope this podcast can offer some answers in a scientific and medically accurate way and along the way provide some really interesting conversations. I'm Blythe Bernhard, medical reporter at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and I'm in my second pregnancy. So I share your curiosity and excitement about this incredible journey that is making babies. Today we are talking about the controversial hot topic of alcohol use in pregnancy. Earlier this year, the CDC released new guidelines saying that women of childbearing age should not drink any alcohol if they are not using birth control. We're talking about the reasons behind that recommendation and the backlash it caused with Dr. Shana Connor, an assistant professor of obstetrics and gynecology at Washington University School of Medicine. Hello, Dr. Connor, and thank you for joining us via phone. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Sure. So first I want to acknowledge that this is a serious topic and uh, alcohol can cause real damage to a developing fetus. So can uh, you talk about what some of the potential effects are of drinking alcohol while pregnant? Sure. Uh, When a woman drinks alcohol during her pregnancy, the alcohol passes through the placenta, through the umbilical cord, and to the baby. So in essence, the baby is drinking the alcohol as well. Um, Babies of moms who drink alcohol during pregnancy are at risk for fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, um, which you may have also heard just as fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, Fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, uh, they refer more to the whole range of effects that can happen to a person whose mother drank alcohol during pregnancy. Um, The conditions can affect each person in different ways, and, you know, these disorders can range from mild to severe, but they potentially are at risk for having abnormal facial features. Um, They grow very small. They can have small head size. Um, they also have a lot of problems with their behavior, so they can be hyperactive, they have difficulty with attention, and have, have learning disabilities as well. Um, additionally, these babies uh, can grow on to have um, low IQ, um, and, uh, you know, they can have hearing problems, vision problems, and even some problems with some of their uh, organs, like their heart and their kidneys. Uh, so it can be a very serious problem. All right. Well, while we recognize those problems and potential concerns, uh, still the CDC's recommendations that women abstain from alcohol if they're of childbearing age and not on birth control uh, was somewhat patronizing, I think, some women found, and um, extreme, an extreme um, stance. So, (laughs) I mean, we heard things like, they're telling me I'm just a walking incubator waiting to be, get pregnant and not a real person. So were you surprised by the CDC's coming out with that message? You know, I was actually more surprised by the reaction um, from some women. Um, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a healthcare provider, but it seemed like common sense, like something that we've been told for years and years. Um, you know, not to drink alcohol during pregnancy. I guess the new part is really focusing on women who are not yet pregnant, but who could potentially become pregnant. Um, I think, you know, I don't think that it's it's patronizing at all, and that was definitely not the goal. 
since most women don't know they were pregnant, don't know they're pregnant until they're four to six weeks along, you know, I think it's smart advice to say if you are plan actively planning pregnancy or if you are putting yourself at risk for pregnancy, meaning you're not taking birth control and you are having unprotected intercourse, I think it's just, I think it's smart advice. Um, I don't think they were devaluing women or saying they were an incubator. You know, I think it actually gives women a little bit more control so that they don't feel helpless when they realize they're pregnant after having drinking episodes. Uh, Sure, but I mean, sometimes it can take months or even years to get pregnant, right? So I think that was hard for some women to take. Like, you mean, if I'm trying to get pregnant, I can't ever drink? That's that's true, um, but you know I'm of the thought that women are smart, and you know when I'm counseling women who are trying to get pregnant, who are contemplating pregnancy in the near future, you know I I tell them about the risks, and women can make an educated choice whether they think you know exposure to a glass of wine here and there while they're trying to get pregnant um, will significantly impact their life. The problem is, is that we just don't know that there is a safe amount or there is a safe amount at a certain point in pregnancy. So it's hard to say that that's fine. Um, But I think women can make an informed choice and decide if they're willing to take that risk or not. So what about fertility and uh, even getting pregnant? Does alcohol use have any effect on that for, for women or even for men? That is an excellent question. Um, we know that heavy alcohol use can impact fertility and place a woman at risk for having what's called ovulation disorders, meaning they don't always regularly release an egg each month. Um, and, and men who drink alcohol can have problems with their sperm function, mainly the sperm motility or how the sperm is moving. Um, so, but in general, mild to moderate alcohol use, especially if it's just kind of social, mild, moderate use, d- does not impair fertility to a great degree. All right. Um, well, what about, have you had patients come in who are pregnant, newly pregnant, and say, yikes, I, uh, you know, I just celebrated New Year's, or for me, it was St. Patrick's Day, and, uh, you know, tested positive a few days later. So that's... Um, should should they panic? I mean, what do you what do you say to these women? So I'll say we see this all the time. Um, I definitely say do not panic um, because early exposure is so common compared to the rate that we actually see of fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. That you know, I really don't want them to alter their pregnancy plans if they found out they were pregnant when they did have some alcohol exposure early in pregnancy because the vast majority of women will have healthy, normal children. Um, So, you know, I would say almost 50% of my patients come in and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't know I was pregnant and I drank, you know, a glass of wine two weeks ago. So, you know, I I don't think that the risk is significant enough to alter the pregnancy plans but uh, or or to really panic. But, um, you know... We can't rule out the risk for fetal alcohol syndrome entirely, um, but most pregnancies with a one or two time early alcohol exposure result in normal, healthy children. So I try to be reassuring. So you mentioned this earlier, but um, can we talk a little bit more about why it's difficult 
to determine whether there is, in fact, any safe level of alcohol to consume during pregnancy. Um, I mean, we know it's tricky because we can't design a research study, right, where we give varying amounts of alcohol to thousands of pregnant women and just wait and see what happens. (laughs) You're exactly right. Um, There's a lot of things in pregnancy that we have to really be conservative because we don't really know the effects. Um, it can apply to different medications and alcohol and things like that as well as alcohol. Um, so the problem is, is that other than not being able to study it, individual women metabolize alcohol differently based on their weight, their genetic factors, um, other medical conditions they have, their age. So, you know, some amount of alcohol may impact one woman to a great degree, but not to somebody else. Um, So since we don't know, number one, how their body metabolizes the alcohol, and we don't necessarily know that there is a uh, safe amount, we we think the safest thing to do is to abstain. All right. Uh, Well, you might have seen these billboards and ads around town. Um, there, because there's a local public health campaign called Go the Whole Nine. And these ads have slogans like, not a single drop of alcohol, keep your baby safe, exclamation point. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> we're talking about, again, it sounds like a bit of a scare tactic, um, but do you think that's an accurate or effective way to get across a public health message? Well, I'll say, you know, I agree. It it does sound a little harsh. Um, It can seem alarmist. It can seem seem paternalistic. Um, But I think the whole point of them being that way was to make the message clear. Um, You know, we definitely can't argue that the message is not clear from from that, uh, from those billboards or those slogans. But, you know, I think it's more of just making sure that women know not not to drink alcohol actively during pregnancy and that if you are planning pregnancy or putting yourself at risk for a pre- unplanned pregnancy, that you should not drink alcohol. So uh, when I was researching this topic, one of the uh, things that jumped out at me was they, you know, in surveys they've done of pregnant women, those who say they do consume alcohol uh, during their pregnancies um, leaned more toward college-educated and older mothers. Any idea why that might be? You know, I think it's really interesting as well, um, and I do see that pretty often in my practice. Um, and I'm not really sure why that is, um, other than, you know, perhaps it's m- you know, maybe they have wine more often with their meals. I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure, but um, you're right. That is a trend that we see. Yeah. That's... But I'm not sure how to explain it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so what's, what's the bottom line here? What's their takeaway? What advice do you give to your patients? I mean, everybody wants what's best for their babies, right? But can you have a glass of champagne on your anniversary or as a doctor, do you feel like you need to say no? So, you know, 
as a physician, my goal is to decrease the risk of the pregnancy as much as possible. So I do recommend to my patients, you know, not to use alcohol because it is a choice. It's not something that we have to take. It's not a medication that's going to make you healthier that has some risk associated with it. But, you know, because it is very extraneous and it's not going to benefit you or your baby at all, it only has a risk to the to you and your baby, I, I therefore recommend abstaining. But again, like I said before, I think women are smart. And if I counsel them about their risk and they're willing to accept, accept that risk, no, how, how, no matter how big or how small, then the decision is hers. You know, I think we can, we are reassured that it's, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders are much more common in women with heavy um, or moderate drinking, but and that one glass of wine here or there is not likely to cause fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, but why put yourself in that position? Why put yourself at risk if you don't have to? Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Again, this is Dr. Shana Connor of Washington University who's joined us by phone. And uh, you can find this and other episodes of Inside the Post-Dispatch at stltoday.com slash podcasts or by searching Post-Dispatch on the iTunes Store or Google Play Music. And while you're there, be sure to check out the best podcast in baseball with Derek Gould and Benjamin Hockman. Thanks again, Dr. Connor. Thank you so much.